Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. For as public a medium as podcasting is, a lot of information about specific podcasts is private. But private doesn't necessarily mean secret. How different would podcasting be were we more forthcoming? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. On Monday's episode, you learned that Pod Inbox's Voicemail for Podcasters service is making all voicemails left for podcasters public. Now that seems, at least at first blush, a rather radical thing. And yeah, it is, which is partly why I'm attracted to it. I mean, I'm radical thinking and I go kind of hand in hand, right? But as you ponder the merits of how you personally feel about making feedback listeners give to your show public, which, by the way, already happens via reviews, I want you to think a little wider than that. I wonder what podcasting would look like if more currently private information were made public. Or better stated, how the podcast industry would change if there were more transparency. Let's take the obvious one first audience size. What would happen if the relative size of a podcast audience were made public for all podcasts? I mean, podcasts just starting out who have single-digit listeners, you know, your mom. Podcasts made by mega-celebrities that have audiences in the millions, possibly. And every podcast in between. Now, that number, the size of the audience, as a matter of public record, is weird, right? If you were curious how big an audience a show attracts, you could just look because it would be right there on display. Radical, right? Well, not as much as you might think. I mean, you can already see the size of an audience for just about any person or brand's social media accounts, right? You can easily look to see how many followers a YouTube channel has. Anyone can see this. And by the way, the size of a podcast audience is already an open secret. Any podcast that has advertising representation publishes how many people they reach on a monthly basis. So there's no real reason we're keeping this information a secret, other than there isn't a good universal way to calculate and present the data, which I can download, people, what? Well, that and, and pride, obviously. But speaking of advertising, what if we rolled that in with other forms of monetization and play around with the idea of making public the total income and expenses of a show? Okay, now that's a bit more controversial because now we're getting to someone's personal finance. But remember, this is just a thought exercise here. But also consider that publicly traded companies are required by law 
to publish their financial information. Now, ignoring the huge administrative burden that would place on podcasters for a moment, it's interesting to ponder how we'd do something similar in podcasting. I also want you to keep in mind that podcasters like John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn and and other podcasters either are or have been doing something like this for quite some time now, but for their own reasons. Now, this mythical world where I think all serious podcasters might do something similar, I think that would paint a much healthier view of reality around the profitability of podcasting. Now, there's one more idea I have on what's private today that we could make public in podcasting, but first... This episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout helps you launch a successful podcast with powerful tools, in-depth podcasting guides, and remarkable support. Learn why Buzzsprout is trusted by over 100,000 podcasters at buzzsprout.com. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. We need to make the public the credits for a podcast and a podcast episode. The credits as in, who brought this show to you? Yes, of course, the host, much as I'm the host. And I recognize for a lot of indie one-person shows, the host might be the only person who is deserving of credit. And therefore, that problem is already, you know, solved. But on balance, it's probably not just the solo podcaster who deserves credit. In some cases, yes, but certainly not in all cases. We should be thinking about giving credit to whomever or wherever the theme music for a podcast episode was collected from, even, in fact, if that that music was fully licensed. We should be giving credit to whomever proofed your outline, possibly, or maybe someone used as a sounding board. Those people are integral to the way your podcast functions, so why not let them get some credit? And for podcast productions where a whole slew of people are involved, give all of them the credit. Now, here's where this gets really, really cool. Because podcasting is digital, those credit mentions can stack up for each of the entities listed, showing just exactly how deeply interwoven and interconnected are the people who make podcasting. Not just the people with the microphone in their face like me, but everybody and how connected we really are. Podchaser is doing this today. And there's a brand new tag in the podcast namespace recently finalized, which also does this. We already have some working models to accommodate this. My hope is that in the future, podcast hosting companies better integrate either with Podchaser or using the podcast colon person tag to get these credits more easily added at the time of episode creation or at least episode publishing. But before you paint me as some weird anti-privacy loon, I assure you I am not. 
I am not saying everyone should dox themselves by posting their home addresses or social security numbers online. I know there are far, far too many terrible people who prey on others, and I am in no way suggesting that anyone drop their guard from any real threats. But with all deference to those with those issues, I think that some data points in podcasting could be done more in public, to the betterment of all podcasting. With that, I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.